Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Tracy Brown and Leslie Moni. And welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. We're really glad to be with you and uh, are so excited excited about starting this new adventure. It's going to be so very, very cool. And, you know, there's no accident. There are, there are no coincidences in the world anyway, but there is no accident that the name of this show is Say Yes to Spirit because literally that's what Leslie and I are doing. We are saying yes to spirit, yes to sharing how spirit shows up in our lives. We are saying yes to encouraging you to notice how spirit shows up in your life. And we are saying yes to going on this adventure together and making it up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to tell that we're making it up as we go along because we're, we are. <laughs> and a lot of this really is to model what what both of us believe that when we show up, when we show up and we are fully present to what's going on around us, we get the opportunity to notice that God, Spirit, Buddha, what, what, by whatever name you know this energy of love, that that, that Spirit is in everything, everywhere. And it's just for us to open our eyes and open our hearts and notice it, take it in, appreciate it, and share it with others. And for me, it's an idea of having to pay attention because I rarely pay attention. So <laughs> being, I rarely slow down long enough to pay attention, so I have to stop myself. And I think that's why I was so excited when you talked about doing this because it's another opportunity for me to slow down and pay attention and hear the stories, hopefully, of other people of how God shows up in their life and get to share the stories of how I've experienced God. And, and I think that, to me, is just going to be such a high, unless I should faint because I'm slightly nervous because I've never talked like and thought someone was listening to me before. Really. So, <laughs> so if, I faint, if, if it gets very quiet, then, you know, she's doing CPR. But other than that, we should be all good for the hour, I think. We have an hour. so But hopefully somebody will call in or blog in. What can they do? Tracy's done this before. I've not done this so we've got a screen that can show us if you write in something or if you call the number or how does that work yeah so um, logistics how does it work uh, so we could have a live chat room open where you could just text in a question or a comment and you could interact with other people who have signed into the text live chat as well we are not going to open the live text chat today in our first show but in future shows, we will sometimes have that open and available to you. What we do have available to you, and we hope that you'll use, is the phone number where you can not only listen to us through your computer, but you can also dial in. And so that number is at the top of your screen, but it is area code 347-850-1523. That's area code 307. 347-850-1523. And if you have a comment, a question, or you want to share one of your own examples as we go through the show today, please feel free to dial in and um, be a part of the show live. If you're listening to this by recording, obviously the phone line is not active, um, but feel free to put a notice on the blog that is a part of the show main page, and uh, we'll see that, and we can continue the discussion that way as well. So let's jump in. Let's talk about hmm, let's talk about kind of our general ideas about what how we're going to do the show and what the show is going to be about. I mean, we've already said it's about saying yes to spirit and encouraging people, but... Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because <clears throat> I'm an old psychotherapist, 
old as in not anymore, not as in ancient, but uh, I used to be a psychotherapist. And I was always curious when people would come in and they would share something that they thought, I'm the only one doing this. And then, you know, it's a powerful, powerful thing when you understand that we're not unique and that, and that we're not the only ones doing it. But if we are kind of in a vacuum and we think we're the only ones doing it and there's no real support for it, you know, it can be very isolating. Yes. And I think the key for me for this, why I got so excited when you talked about this, Tracy, was it was an opportunity for people who had these little tiny experiences during the day and we discount them. You know, I was going to turn right and then something said, no, I need to go left today. And then you get on the radio, there's this huge backup on 635 and you can't get to your destination if you turn right timely. And you kind of think about that, and then you let it go. You don't think about it again. But if you had a forum, if you had a group of people, a community of people saying, you know, this happened to me today, and then you think, oh, my gosh, yeah, that happened to me too. It's kind of like when something bad happens, we share it right away, right? And then everybody has, that bad happened to me too. So we share the bad. But I was excited to share the good and to share the little nuggets of things that happened that we don't really think about. But if we start thinking about them, start talking about them, they'll start becoming more noticed and more manifested in more and more and more. I hear that you can have more and more and more. So More and more and more. I, I've heard that. I read it in a book somewhere, so I'm looking for it. If you can find it. More and more, more and more. More and more good. More and more good. I think I the good. More. more and more good, not just more. The good, you know. Well, I, I also am reminded by you saying that how often not just the good, but the things we don't even notice or judge as good or bad, mm. the synchronicities. Right. You know, the, the, when everything just seems to line up and, and we discount it, dismiss it, and only in hindsight or in another conversation, mm-hmm. that really is. Those are the times when I find that I sometimes don't notice Spirit at work, mm-hmm. you know, spirit working in my life, mm-hmm. working through me, uh, working for me, working as me, right. I, because it just seems so easy, you know, it seems so easy. And growing up in a, in a, you know, more traditional Christian denomination, you know, life was not supposed to be easy. If it was too easy, you were looking for what's going to happen next. The shoe's going to fall, right? Right. It's like it, it can't be easy. And growing up African American, you know, in a in a society and in a city and in a community, you know, where that wasn't valued, and there were a lot of stereotypes. You know, again, life was not supposed to be easy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you know, it was more you notice God. When something bad is going on, it's like a 911 guy. Yes. Something yes. bad going yes. on, call 911, spell G-O-D. I can get help and, from the outside. And, you know, in. God will help me, mm. God will save me. And Or God might not. Right. That was always a choice, right? Well, a possibility. Yeah, it was always presented. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but if you haven't been good enough or if good. you haven't said your right. prayers or if you haven't done this. And now to to realize that, you know, the God within, that that intuition, that that connection with spirit works. Really, really is working twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year, and it's all those things that fall into place mm-hmm. without me doing mm-hmm. anything or the mm-hmm. intuition. Yeah. And it's amazing, like you said, when you look back, it's easier to see it sometimes until you get into the rhythm of it. And and I had somebody tell me one time, it just can't be this easy. I'm like, well, yeah, it really can't. You know, it really, really can't. It really is. It really is. And it's just whether or not I take advantage of it and live my life that way or sit back and say, no, it can't be that easy. And then I manifest ways for it not to be that easy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Because what we think. Has to show up. Has to show up. (laughs) And if it can be that easy, well, okay, the universe says, yes, it can't be that easy. easy. Let's stop it. Let's uh, put a little barrier in the way so that she feels she's doing something. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, um, twice now already in our time together, you have said, you know, and Tracy had this idea. Tracy (laughs) talked about this idea. And... um, you know, there's a voice in my head that says, okay, so that's your way of, if it doesn't go well, it's Tracy. <laughs> it's about, oh, that's right, that's right. If it goes really well, my name's Leslie, my last name's Moni, if it goes really well. 
if you have fan letters to send, but if you don't like what you hear, Tracy thought it was a good idea, and I just really, I, I drug my, her. My shame spiral will just go out of control, and I won't be able to recuperate if you don't like it, so don't tell me that, right, right? But the reality is, um, the reality is, one day I was reading, not very long ago, I was reading a devotion written by Leslie, and at the end of the devotion, after reading it, I was like, I've got to call her. This is, like, really cool. I just want to talk about it. And it was, you know, like midnight or one in the morning, so I didn't call her. I didn't call you. But it, that stuck in my mind the next day that wouldn't it be so cool to take some of the devotionals or take some poems or prayers that I've written or, you know, just to read something that someone else has written and then just talk about it, you know, what it meant, how it felt, um, how that same thing has shown up in other ways. And so that's really, you know, why I called it. It's like your devotionals are so great and, and these are great conversations, and I love having these conversations with you. And let's share this conversation, like, with the whole world. And fully expecting you to say, oh, hecky no. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, oh, no, I don't think I want to talk to the whole world. And then instead, it was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, people listen to me. People do. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Let's do more of that, right? Right? Which is funny because when we said we were going to do this, you know, and I'm, I'm, we're talking and I'm going, well, you know, we could do two or three shows and it really doesn't matter if anybody dials in. And then, you know, after we have two or three recorded, then we can tell a few people, like a few people, you know, our closest mm. friends who will love us no matter what, how it sounds. And, and you said, tell everybody, get a billboard. I want to, you know, an external affirmation. There's just not enough for me, right? So I was very excited. And then two minutes before we started, I thought I was going to throw up and faint. So I don't know what that says. I think it's, you know, it's a little bit of everything for me. So uh, what I think it really does is it really does, it really does reinforce that we have decided to say yes to spirit. Yes, there is something to to this, yes. I mean, this idea really has been something that came from spirit through us, and we're just, like, letting it happen, allowing it to be. And I believe, for me, if I do this with this show and with, you know, this conversation, if I can do it with this, I can do it with other things. So in some ways, it's a demonstration for me of possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, saying yes, stepping forward, and um, and sharing that experience with courage with other people. Right. And, you know, it's, it is, every time I get in a conversation with someone, and people that, that know me will, will know this is true, that I cannot have a conversation without talking about spirit, about somehow getting back to that idea of spirit, of God, of what is that in my life, what it is in your life. How does that work? And when I'm talking to people that I've even known for years, they're sometimes they're very hesitant to talk about it. But once you get started, it just feeds itself, and, it, yes. and people get excited about it. And that, and that's one of the greatest things. I do write these devotionals, and the greatest thing to me is when I get emails back from people that said, "Oh man, I read your devotional this morning, and then this happened." A friend of mine emailed me yesterday that she was out on a walk, and she was walking, and she was kind of, you know, walking at a certain pace, and she was thinking about some of my devotionals, and she was looking out in nature because a lot of mine come around nature. And she said, I was trying to think about how you think and what you're looking at. And she said, and then I realized most of what you talk about is like the little tiny things that you see and that yes. you notice. And she said, so I slowed down, and I kind of slowed my breathing down, and I started really looking around, and I saw an owl. She said she saw an owl looking right at her. Wow. And it was like she would never have noticed that if she hadn't made the conscious effort to slow down and to look at what was around her. That owl was there, and he, he was going to stay there. It was whether or not she was going to slow down and notice him. And so that, to me, is, is such a wonderful thing, and that's so important to share. Again, that's really what this show is about, is that sharing of the practice of our daily practice and where does God show up for you, where does he show up for me, and how does God interact every day, everywhere with us. 
So let's take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back from the break, um, how about if you read one of the devotionals, if you share that. that. So we referred to your devotionals about several go. times, we, we and there are people listening right. who are like, she writes devotionals, well, are they any good? <laughs> well, what do they sound like? And, um, so we'll take a little break, and we'll come back and read a, devotion, read a devotional, talk a little bit about it, and then we'll go from there. Cool beans. Welcome back. This is Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie. And uh, this show is all about saying yes to spirit in big ways and small ways. Um, and one of the things that initiated this show is a reaction that I had, Tracy, to one of Leslie's devotionals. So, Leslie, how about if you share an example of one of your devotionals with our audience? I can do that. Um, interesting, a little bit of a background to this. Redbirds have always been a, a, a large part of sort of an outward manifestation of God's expression to my family. Um, after my parents moved into the house that I lived in for about 15 years, and then my grandmother died, and she had given my parents a redbird needlepoint for their um, wedding present. And after 15 years of being in that house, we'd never seen a redbird, and then after her death, uh, Mama and Papa Redbird nested there, and they came back every season after that. So we really had a clear sense that that was Granny's way of saying all as well. And so I've always kind of been interested in Redbirds and, and aware of them when they show up. And this particular year, I have just seen them everywhere. And so I wrote this devotional last week. It says, I continue to see Redbirds everywhere. Two nights ago, the hostess at a neighborhood restaurant sat my family under the picture of a Redbird. Last night, I closed my eyes and wondered, where have the redbirds been every other year? Then I thought, perhaps there are just more redbirds out and about this year. Suddenly, I realized the redbirds had not changed. I have changed. Redbirds, the good of life, has been around everywhere forever. I always knew this intellectually, but I had not given myself the experience of it. Recently, I have made a choice to meditate every day. I've meditated for 5 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, day after day after day after day. I believe this has allowed my intellectual knowing to shift into a physical experience. I have a hunch God has been showing up in all kinds of redbirds forever. And finally, I have begun to experience the all good in life. So that was an interesting thing, and I really do think it was, it was my daily practice that has allowed this manifestation to come about and to be more aware of God's presence. I love, I love that. I love a lot of things about it. I love that the connection for you and Redbirds is so clear. I mean, you know, when you have um, a family member or something that happened to you at a young age and then there's some symbol of it, that symbolism, you know, of then noticing that and, and connecting it with, you know, your grandmother saying all is well, you know, mm -hmm. spirit showing up in that way. Mm -hmm. I, I love, love, love the imagery of that and the power of that. I also love the, the reality of, you know, it's, it's really us, mm -hmm. you know. It's really, you know, I'm the one that needs to change because what's happening in the, in the universe, what's happening all around me, is happening whether I notice it or not. Right. You know, 99% of what happens. And so it's, it's really powerful to step back, take a deep breath, and go, 
oh, I see the owler. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see the red bird. And it, it could be a live bird, mm-hmm. you know, like the devotion you wrote where the birds are on the street. And, mm-hmm. you know, or it could be, you know, the photo, the, the picture, the framed picture in the restaurant. And you just, by total coincidence, yeah. of course, Crazy. you know, you just get, you know, seated near that or under that. So, yeah, this one, I actually, I was, there's not one devotional of yours that I've read that I haven't loved. You know, but this one is especially powerful, and it seems so meaningful to you. Yeah, it is. And uh, Tracy sent me a, a red bird that uh, is on the main page, and it's a, that's kind of the symbolism behind that. And speaking of uh, synchronicity, I'm going to spend a minute of helping people out there, and maybe I've not even said this directly to Tracy, to let her know a little bit about her presence in my life and the uh, synchronicity of it and how it came about. This is live radio, and I can't <laughs> stop it. So you better, it's all good, it's all good. It's, uh, but it is interesting, and it's an amazing uh, example of how the thread of life works. Um, I am in a Sangha group at uh, the Center for Spiritual Living, and there's a, a woman in the group. Catherine that has been in different experiences at the church with Tracy and um, December 10th at 4 12 p.m. give or take I was fired not that I remember the exact moment and I usually tell people that I was laid off because that sounds more like I you know didn't do something to be fired and I really then feel the need to tell people that I never got written up and I really shouldn't have been fired but you know enough about me but at that moment when I uh, when that happened in my life it was a uh, it was an opening. It was an opportunity. I, I, I've had enough of spirituality and therapy to understand to say this is an opportunity, you know, and uh, certainly say that out loud and uh, and maybe experience part of it on the inside. Um, so as I was looking at what will I do next, one of the things I had always wanted to do is do training or, or do some different workshops. And uh, Catherine said, well, you need to get a hold of Tracy Brown. She does that. That's what she does. And so um, I found her at church and, and uh, introduced myself, and we kind of got to know each other a little bit and uh, set up a time to meet to kind of see if she could mentor me a little bit in that endeavor. And uh, we met, and it was like the conversation just went into this whole spiritual thing. And I and I just walked away from that, and I literally, I think I didn't, like, reenter, you know, my human side for hours. It was just so energizing and so... Wow encouraging to me and so Tracy is the real deal she walks the walk you know saying I'm pretty good at talking the talk but um you're uh, walking the walk so it is really wonderful and I, and I think it's an amazing thing that all this has come out of that and really that was literally we we met at the end of January the beginning of February so we're talking real time of this experience with the two of us and then trying to really take it to that next level and hopefully hear other people's experiences so yeah and we we do have this great 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 connection and um and, and so in some ways I'm not at all surprised that we would end up doing this although really this the show itself you know happened in like what we met Friday oh yeah 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 like we 72 met Friday hours yeah and said you know we had this this idea like for 5 days we thought about it and we met on Friday and said well are we going to do it yeah we're going to do it and um, I, I think we are a really good balance for each other in terms of saying yes to spirit because I said, okay, so we're going to do it. Now, let's set a target date. You know, my <laughs> idea, let's set a target date. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe three or four weeks away and we can organize the show and mm-hmm. we can, you know, think about what we're going to say and what our platform is. And then maybe we could figure out how we're going to market it and, so I'm thinking, you know, three to four weeks would be an ambitious time to start. <laughs> and, and yeah, Leslie, your comment was, yeah, what about Monday? Monday's good. <laughs> Monday is good, and Monday it is. So, um, yes, every, every time we have a conversation, it has been about saying yes to spirit, even though we just coined that phrase four days ago or three days ago. Um, so thanks, and thanks for that feedback too. Because you know, when we just show up and we don't have an agenda, and we just say, "I am here. How can I help? And what do we have in common? And and you know, where? How are we different? That we can you know still learn from each other and and see different experiences of the world through each other's eyes. 
when you just show up mm-hmm. with love, mm-hmm. I mean, there is no better way than to build an authentic connection and to say yes to spirit. So show up in the present moment, you know, because a yes. lot of times I'm so much in my head. Yes. And I, my head's very smart. I have a smart head. You know, I'm full of stuff. I know how to think. I know how to manipulate. I know how to, you know, sound one way and do something else. I mean, I am very, I'm a master at all of that. And so my mind is constantly firing off things. And if I don't steal it and slow it down, and that's another thing that the daily practice does for me, is it stills it and it slows it down and it allows me that little bit of slice in that, overactive mind to calm and to be present and then I am reminded of who I am and I'm reminded that I said God was a he and I really do feel the need to she said don't bring that back up and I'm like no I have to bring it back up because I'm like you know that's one of the things I'm interested in because my spiritual path has been so God's out there you know and he you know and and it's funny because I just really am so enlivened it just takes a whole nother it makes me just in awe. No, God's in here, Leslie. God is in here. You know, I am. I had this conversation with my mother last night, and I felt like she was gonna, she was walking, you know, in case the lightning hit the whole house. You know, when I said God is in here, Mom, we are all, you know, she's like, Oh no, Leslie, that's you. You're in trouble. You, you can't be saying things like that. And so, I think it is an interesting transition, and I'm live in that transition. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, you know, people will share that journey if if anybody else is on that journey of transitioning into that understanding and being in awe of the God within and having that not be about ego because I'm fairly egotistical and I fairly need that external gratification you know but but it's not about that and it's about being humble but it's about being in awe oh my gosh you know God is me and he is not out there coming into me he it God spirit me all one all one and I think you 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 got that. You're you're further on that path than me. So I like that about our friendship too. Is that I can kind of have you you know shine that light backwards and say, come on, keep coming, don't give up. Yeah, but what's really powerful is that you heard yourself say that, and you you heard yourself you know put God in you know outside of yourself. Mm. And I heard it, and I was not going to say anything <laughs> because it's like it's our first show. <laughs> She's nervous. She's nervous. No, she's nervous. She I know she knows yet. that better. I'm not going to say anything while we're in the show because then she'll freak out. <laughs> you know, and then as soon as we went to the break, you're like, I said, got to see. Oh, no, should I fix it? You know. And, but the real point for it um, for me is the reminder that our subconscious drives us so much. Yes. So, you know, when we know something different or we're trying something new or we're, we see the world reframed in a different perspective, right? but we have 20 years of believing yes. something else or 40 yes. years of believing something else, you know, then that's still in there too. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many times where that subconscious, is driving, in fact, any time that we're not being totally present, mm-hmm. it's really our subconscious driving us, what the thoughts we've put in time after time mm-hmm. after time after time, and not just that we personally have put in, but that we've picked up from the media, mm-hmm. from educators, from you know our family, from every experience we've had from birth to this moment. All of that is going in there driving our actions. So, um, you know, I have a, I have a really... Um, very powerful experience of the same thing. So, like, for you today, that just came out in the language, but then you heard it, and it's like, no, that's not right. That's mm-hmm. not me. That's mm-hmm. not what I believe anymore. Right. And so you can, you know, you know it's very present. Mm-hmm. Your current consciousness is very present to the God within mm-hmm. because your current consciousness put the red light on, you know, mm-hmm. held up the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Last week I was having, uh, I had this experience in in my inward journey class um, that is like one of the most favorite and most powerful classes I've ever taken in my life and it's 30 weeks of going within you know the inward journey to spiritual mastery and and so I had this really interesting experience in class where I just felt totally disoriented and you know 
I just I just couldn't get it. And you know, it was like I'm hearing all the words and it was coming into my brain like blah 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 blah. And I you know, it's like it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't connect. And we were talking about in or the class was talking about I wasn't talking about anything. The class was talking about and Reverend Petra and Reverend Chris were trying to explain a lot of the basic principles and tenets and beliefs and values of religious science and doing it in a way that if you were having a conversation with someone about Catholicism or Judaism or Christianity, that you could do a side-by-side comparison of, mm. you know, what are some key beliefs and what, what does this faith practice, this faith group believe about um, God? What does this group believe about materiality? What does, you know, just right. these different things. And I, it was just sounding like mush to me. So I realized one of the insights I had later in the week was that my subconscious, 35 years ago, I, I made a very strong claim that I would never, ever learn the rules and regulations of one specific religion wow. or one specific faith practice because they were all the same. They were all bottom line about God and about mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And they were all, you know, about being a better person. Mm-hmm. And it's then especially when I got into New Thought in 1986 and began being exposed to New Thought principles, it was like, okay, you know, all paths lead to God. So I don't have to know one path. <laughs> I don't have to memorize uh-huh. that. I don't want to get locked in. That was so strong in my subconscious wow. from years and years and years of reminding myself that that's mm-hmm. what I believe, mm-hmm. that I couldn't even take in and digest wow. the specifics about religious science, which I practice and which I love and which I embody mm-hmm. as much as mm-hmm. I possibly can. But to like list it on a piece of paper and hold it out as an individual way Wow, was so hard for me because of 30-plus years of saying, no, you will not. You don't need to learn one ah. thing because then it's separating it from everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that guides so much. Um, and so I think, you know, like, God, he, it's kind of the same thing. It's so much in your subconscious Mm -hmm. from being raised Mm -hmm. with God as a separate entity. And I think that's true for a lot of people who know us Mm -hmm. and who we know, a lot of people who may be listening to the show, um, that that separating, you know, Tracy or Mm -hmm. Leslie, separating the I Mm -hmm. from the I am. Right. You know, separating I from the I am when in reality or when in our consciousness now in the way that we experience spirituality, the I am is me. Right. And to say that, like you said, a hundred different times in a hundred different ways and to build a community around that, I think that that is the key and that is the hope of this is to be part of that community that people can tune in and listen to it and and think about it in the middle of their day, you know, be reminded. Um, because I think it is, like you said, we have all this training of whatever our life experience is, and we come with that, and it takes a while to reprogram all of that. And, again, in my conversation, my sister was visiting, and that's why I was at my mother's house last night. And, and, and it, it, it really pains her to see me outside of the Methodist church. And she's never even really been that big of, you know, Methodist is the only way, but certainly when it comes to your daughter, Methodist is the only way, you know. So... She's very, it, it causes her great anxiety that I haven't you know, participated in that mainstream denomination for a long time. And so when I'm around her again, I kind of get some of that kind of resurfaces. And, you know, I know from having done some 12-step work and been in Al-Anon for years and years and years, you know, they talk about going to a lot of meetings every week or, you know, working the steps or doing the daily practice of the 11th step. And there's parts of that, and I hope I got that step right, that it's the 11th step that says daily, you know, you're supposed to take a daily inventory. But, um, you know, it really is kind of an amazing thing to get reprogrammed and then to be able that that first step, like you said, is catching yourself. You know, having somebody else catch you is the first step. 
or not yeah. catching. No one, no one's around you that catches it. Really, is the first step. You just kind of all wallow around there in the dark by yourself. Yeah. And then somebody sees a little bit of a light, and they say, "Oh, you know, here's something. You know, look at look over here." And then everybody starts looking over there. And then as a community, you start catching each other, and then you catch yourself. And then eventually, I'll just you know, years from now, never say he, and won't even remember when I did say he. So, but it's an interesting process, and I love that you're here with me, Tracy. I love that. And so that voice so, in my head is going. Why does it have to be years from now? <laughs> That's true. Let's, what it what is it now? What is it that you I believe can, it will oh, take years? Oh, isn't that amazing? Yes, I have to suffer years. first. Really, I have to go through all these things, bad things. I have to be fired. I have to have bad things happen. And you know, you're right. And that is so true. It does not have to be that way. And it, well, it's that way if I believe it is that way. It is. Um, so let's let's take a, another really short break, just 30 seconds, and then we'll come back and let's spend the rest of our time talking about daily practice and okay. spiritual practice and how that helps us say yes to spirit. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. This is Tracy and Leslie. I love that. (laughs) And this is Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And our way to encourage you on your spiritual path really is to just share our path and to, um, you know, talk about what's going on with us in the present moment and and what we have been experiencing that we know is a part of our spiritual path. Our spiritual path doesn't have to be one of pain. Mm. It doesn't have to be one purely of sorrow. Our spiritual path is a combination of all of the things that we experience mm-hmm. in this human life. And so um, sometimes we we notice most those things that um, feel painful or uncomfortable or sad or those things that make us angry or irritable. And, and that's when we say, oh, we need to ask. God, we mm-hmm. need to to um, reach out for some spiritual practice, and those are times when it is true. Our daily spiritual practice is what helps us live through it mm-hmm. in a sane way and in a meaningful way. But I do be I do also want to remind myself and everyone else that our spiritual path really is um, the fun and good and things that happen as well, like hanging out with Leslie for an hour. I mean, You know, it is amazing. And that is such a true truth. And I've heard both uh, Reverend Petra and Oprah say this, so it must be right. It's the two of them, <laughs> right? right the two. But they both talked about how you can really kind of either choose to see spirit and gain through things in a painful way and have bad life experiences to be able to get there, or you can see it in the joy and you can see it in the good and you can re-manifest it and get more and more off of that and uh, and certainly that's our choice. And I, I really have to watch my choices because, you know, I've got a lot of that old choice in my head saying that, you know, it's got to be bad before it can get good. And that's just not true. So it can be all good. And I can learn from the good and I can get more good from the good. Good can manifest good. See, I'm just that's just interesting to me. And I think that daily practice is how I'm reminded of that. And um, So what are some of the things that you do that have become a part of your daily or regular spiritual practice? You know, um, there's three things that I try to do, and if I can do all three of them, I kid you not, it's like it's like a Nirvana day. I mean, you know, I've had like time warps and different things happen that things just really become magical when I can get up in the morning early and I do in meditation time. I uh, read the uh, I'm doing the Course in Miracles, and so I read that, and then I read Reverend Peacher's book, The Joyous Freedom Journal. And I spend some time and thought about those two readings, and then I meditate for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and then um, I get out and walk. And uh, and uh, I used to 
I used to jog, but people that were walking would actually walk faster than I was jogging. So I just decided to start walking. That was a better experience for me. So I walked for like 20 minutes in this little route in my neighborhood. And, um, and, and, and then when I come back, I kind of journal a little bit in the, in the Joyous Freedom, Freedom Journal about the meditation or about the walk. And when I can kind of put that time together, um, it is unbelievable how my day unfolds. And, I, and for the life of me, why I choose not to do that every morning, <laughs> you know, therein lies the question, right? You know, it is so, about choice. It is about choice. It is about choice. So, um, you know, that's my daily practice. If I can do some sort of reading, some sort of meditation, and then a little bit of physical activity out in the morning air, those three things, if they get in line in the morning, it's uh, unbelievable. How about you? Do you have a certain thing that you do over the years that's changed or well, it does change, and I like that it changes because what happens for me is I can do a spiritual practice a certain way for a really long time, and then when I realize I'm just doing it on an automatic, it really, I'm just on automatic, yeah. then it's like, okay, it's time to change it mm. so that I can really pay attention and be fully present. Oh, so automatic means it's becoming too routine. Almost. Maybe so not, not for you, Interesting. But for okay. me. Now that you're saying that, I can see that. Okay, go ahead. Um, but, that, I mean, that usually only happens after a really, 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 okay. really long time of doing the same thing. And when I just sense that I'm going through the motions, Got it. not so much that I hear myself say I have to do it, uh, that doesn't always happen, but just I realize, okay, I just did that practice, but I don't really have any insight or I'm not feeling a closer connection to spirit. Mm. It's like I'm doing it. Interesting. Ooh, ooh. It's like I'm doing it, but I'm not being it. Oh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm doing it, but I'm not being it. And one of my three intentions for twenty for the year 2010 is to not do spiritual practice, but to be, be. spiritual practice in, okay. in the way that I live my life. But that, that could have okay, sorry, been sorry. Like, sorry. Is my I spiritual so practice. Um, so there are three things that I do all the time. So my morning ritual is what I call my good morning God ritual. Mm. And I just went back to this one a few weeks ago. I, I put it on hiatus for about four months because... I was doing something a little bit different, I, and I was it was almost the same except for one piece, and I was writing, um, journaling every morning um, a, in my journal, and I would start it with, Good Morning God. Mm. And I went back and I read some of those, and speaking of our earlier conversation, there were like half of them were as if I were writing to God as God outside of me. And oh, I wow. said, I need to stop that. So I went on hiatus for four months. I did some different practices, tried some different things. And then a few weeks ago, I went back to a Good Morning God practice like the sequel. Cool. So my Good Morning God practice, uh, and keeping in mind that God is within, um, is that I wake up and I do a gazing meditation into a um, framed photograph by an amazing photographer who also happens to be one of my best friends. Mm. But she's not just an amazing photographer because she's my friend. Her name, name is Kim King, and she lives in Houston, and she's an amazing photographer. She has this just eye for seeing balance-shaped light and dark. And there's a photograph that she took that has water and mountains and a little ray of light, and it's and I use that for a gazing meditation. And so it, it, in some ways it's my way of connecting with a fabulous um, a fabulous place in nature oh. without having to be concerned about what the weather is in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so I do a gazing meditation with that photograph. And then I um, journal. And I journal with the goal of, you know, what's really up for me and what's my connection with spirit today mm -hmm. and what's how is spirit trying to speak through me today. And so it's still a good morning, God, but it's really good morning, Tracy. How are you going to show up as spirit today? Cool. And then the third part of that, which is the morning ritual, is I have um, always have cards by my desk I mean, by my bed on the nightstand 
that are um, sacred journey cards, and so they each have a concept, a theme, a principle for the day. And interestingly enough, mm. today the card I pulled was courage. Oh, wow. And so it's like, okay, have the courage to try something new, have the courage to be open and truthful and honest and authentic in what you do. And I thought, okay, as usual, this is the perfect mm-hmm. part for me today to hold that throughout the day. So that's my morning, my good morning God ritual. At the end of the day, I have a good night sleep tight ritual. Oh, tell me about that. And it is a... Um, it's it's really very simple. I usually do prayer and spiritual mind treatment at night um, at the end of a long, full day. And um, in addition to that, I um, usually will have one of two CDs playing. Right now it's the Stephen Halpern Sleep Soundly CD, which, yes, is about getting a good night's sleep, but... For me, part of my spiritual practice is because I'm usually trying to do way too many things in not enough time, mm. and my brain is really active. The sleep is really important for health, and sleep is a really important time for healing, not just physical healing, but emotional healing. And so I began about 10 years ago to think of, after being physically sick for a while, to mm. begin to think of sleep as a healing practice and as a time to reconnect with spirit for the betterment of my body, mind, you know, body, mind, soul, all of that. And so for me it really is a part of my spiritual practice to go into sleep um, calmly and after there's subliminal affirmations on the Stephen Halpern CD that helped me do that. So now I'm trained. (laughs) Man, I'm thinking I crawl into bed and I turn on like, uh, uh, special victims law and order special no, victims no, and, I, no. and I'm going to bed with like you know rape and child molestation no. that might not be maybe no. I should work on that nighttime ritual right I'm thinking daily I did it in the morning right I have to do it at night right that's an interesting I always think about that though and I do I actually have a um a woman that I work with, a spiritual teacher in Maine that I work with and she talks about doing light exercises and different things in the evening and I just haven't gotten in that routine at all. I just really have not, and I think that's an interesting reminder. Another good thing, see, the good of coming of all of this is to be reminded that if we share our daily routines with each other, you know, we can get ideas of how we could do things differently. Although I really like Special Victims Unit and Law and Order. But anyway. (laughs) Uh, Another really regular spiritual practice for me, and and, uh, I don't no, this hasn't happened with us in a conversation. Said, but some of my friends know that this is something I do, and I don't know. They don't tell me that they hate it, but they roll their eyes whenever I go into it, like, or, you know, or, you know, that kind of deep breath, like, and sigh, like. Supportive sigh, uh, right, yeah. right, right. So um, I, my spiritual practice that I push on others sometimes um, is, <laughs> When uh, you encourage others. No, I push it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So if I am feeling really afraid or really critical, really um, judgmental about other people or about what's going on in my life, mm. I now really have, and it's not a unique spiritual practice. Lots of people do it, but it has really worked for me. I tell myself. Okay, that's enough of that. Five minutes gratitude. Mm. And speaking out oh, loud, wow. you know, look at the clock and speaking out loud, five minutes. And and now I push myself to talk as fast as I can wow. because initially it would be five minutes. <laughs> I am grateful for, you know, uh, breath. Uh, I, you know, in, in five minutes, I could really stretch it out. Uh, and, but over the years, it's gotten, you know, much easier. And I'll do, you know, five minutes of gratitude out mm-hmm. loud. And mm-hmm. for me, the key is saying it out loud. So it's I'm thinking it, mm-hmm. but I'm also hearing it. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and it's faster speaking than journaling. Yes, for me, especially when I'm pushing myself to talk fast. And so it's like just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? And listing it and hearing it. And five minutes of that will shift me. And, you know, it's like literally in 30 seconds, but I, I still hold myself to go for at least five minutes. And what often happens is at five minutes, then I, I know I can stop, but I'm just yes. getting started. Yes. And I can go 15 minutes and just keep going. And a lot of times this is really helpful for me if I'm driving mm -hmm. um, because it gives me a chance to focus. And then it's just kind of a nice thing to do. But when I really use it as a true spiritual practice, it's to shift me mm -hmm. from, from what in human terms is negative emotional energy mm -hmm. and fear mm -hmm. back into love and faith and gratitude. And that's a huge 12-step philosophy. They talk about attitude of gratitude, and they yeah. really encourage the gratitude lists. Yes. And that's an amazing thing. Like you said, it does. It absolutely shifts that energy. And, um, and having that daily practice is, is really the way to keeping that shift ongoing, not having kind of a shift and then you shift back. And um, I didn't really think I'd say this, but can I read another devotional? <laughs> yes. That's good for me to say that, but uh, we had thought a little bit about this, but we're going to encourage people to think about this through the week a little bit, and, and, and again, the daily practice of, of how easy it is to slip back, and it made me think of this, that, um, actually, I just wrote last week, it says, um, the title is Run Full Speed Ahead. One ran across the street, up a tree, down the tree, over to the next tree, circling its trunk three times. The other was just a tail length behind. This morning I watched two squirrels play chase. Once they circled the second tree, the leader jumped down and started running full speed across an open field. The second squirrel ran about 10 feet and stopped. The leader stopped suddenly and turned around. He ran back to the other squirrel, begging him to get back in the game. I realized much of my life has been a chase with worry, anxiety, and fear. I run across the street, up a tree, down a tree, over to the next tree, circling its trunk three times as worry, anxiety, and fear stay right on my tail. Recently, I started running full speed across an open field, leaving them behind. But just like the squirrel, I feel myself stopping and looking back. Worry, anxiety, and fear have been such a way of life for me, I miss the familiarity of their company, of the game we have played. I have a hunch God is running full speed across the open field, letting me know I can indeed live free from worry, anxiety, and fear. It is my choice to stop and go back or keep running today. Oh, or keep running, comma, there you go. Today I choose to run full speed ahead. Fabulous. She, she put her little finger up over her mouth, and I was like, they'll think we died if we don't talk. <laughs> no, I wanted to leave a little gift of silence there for people to digest. Yeah, that's cool. Just a little, little, little tiny gift of silence. Because I know you and you silence jump Silence is hard for me, yeah, exactly right. I don't do silence. <laughs> silence doesn't give me anything back, right? But yeah, but that, is, that was, it came to my mind when you were talking, and it's also an interesting way that we can encourage each other to not get discouraged when those things come back. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it can be very discouraging for me to think, my goodness, I've done all this. I spent 45 minutes with you. I'll do your part. You know, things are supposed to just work out magically. But really, the old habits, like you said, are so hard to break free of. And if we can support each other in knowing, keep doing it, keep on keeping on, so to speak. Yeah. And our, our daily practice really is so much of what allows us to notice God and to notice spirit and to to be with Spirit, you know, to to be of spirit, not yeah. not so much with, but of spirit um, as we walk this life. And so, um, yeah, I love that. In fact, I think this is the devotion that I read that said I got to talk about this. Oh, cool beans! I think it's this okay. one. I I don't remember it now, mm -hmm. but I think it was this one. Um, and so, yeah, I, I what I'm hoping is that. As as clearly we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. and, but as people are 
are participating in and listening mm. to us talk, that they're having their insights as well about how important it is in our busy, busy lives and mm. our running to and fro and going around the tree and chasing whatever it is that we think is important or that mm. we have decided is important. Mm-hmm. It's not even, you know, we've decided that our job is important or we've decided that family is important or we've decided, you know, that in, you know, in this life, in this uh, phase in this decade, you know, we decide what's important. Mm-hmm. And it's our daily practice that lets us notice how God shows up in the things that we have said are important. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't like to, uh, no, I'm not even going to say we. I'm going <laughs> to switch to I because I need to hear myself say this. So I don't like to notice that I have must must clearly have decided that it was important to, to have very little money in the month of March. <laughs> you know, clearly I've decided that. Or what is it that, you know, is, um, what is it that I've decided mm-hmm. that the pathway toward it mm-hmm. is, you know, a shift in my business? You know, what could be a downturn or it could be a temporary shift. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know it's an opening to have me look at and consider something else mm-hmm. um, or a different way to do my business or a shift to some of the things that I really am passionate about. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, you know, it's like this has to be being done to me. Why aren't these clients, you know, keeping their commitments? Why, oh. am, why isn't someone hiring me, you know? And there is a real temptation to go to, you know, oh, God has forsaken me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like, okay, Tracy, how have you forsaken yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is going on. And it's the spiritual practice that keeps me going back to, okay, what's the spiritual truth about this? Right. And what's the spiritual truth about Tracy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because all of this is a road that's leading to home mm-hmm. with a capital H. Oh, I like that. You know, and... So um, we've got three minutes remaining in the three show. Three minutes remaining. TikTok. <laughs> and so what kind of closing comments or ideas, what do you want people to to um, walk away with, or maybe more appropriately, when they push away from the computer, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you want them to be thinking about or to hold? You know, it's so funny. I'm uh, I, I, All I'm thinking of is I'm not going to watch Law and Order SUV at night anymore. You know, I'm thinking about me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, uh, and I do think it's an interesting thing that that to take one thing away. I guess that's what I'm hoping, is that everybody found one thing that they thought of, man, I hadn't thought of that, or I've thought about that, but it's been a long time, or that's a reminder to me to just be that generator of positive energy to kind of click off one by one by one, and understand we are all rippling out into the world. And, you know, it's our choice what kind of ripples we make. And nice. and that's really powerfully true. And so um, my hope is that, you know, that I'm rippling out and somebody's saying, man, that was a good idea, and I'm going to try that, and it, and it brings joy to them. Because, you know, people have rippled in my life and and um, and made profound changes for me. And so my hope is to pass that on. And, you know, I think you get it back more, don't you? I read that in a book. So if I pass it on, it comes back to me, right? <laughs> but that's is. not what I do it for, right? right. It is all yeah. about me. Exactly right. So uh, but uh, so that's my hope, that they found one thing and they, you know, blog about it or talk about it with somebody and pass it on. Yeah. Well, I, I'm all with you on that. And I, you know, um, hope that... Uh, at some point in the last 58 minutes that each person did, yeah, had some connection of, okay, Leslie are talking about Leslie and Tracy, but here's how it applies in my life, and so that it becomes personal. If you have comments that you want to share with us, um, please feel free to put a post on the blog, or you can dial in again next Monday at 11 a.m. Central Time for more of Say Yes to Spirit. Encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. Have a fabulous, fabulous week.
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.